Want to create a website in just an hour or less? How about a fully responsive and designed website for you in just about five minutes? Well, I'm here to tell you that that's not impossible, but it's totally possible with the team over at Gambix. Gambix uses state-of-the-art artificial intelligence and machine learning to build websites in just minutes. Yes, just minutes. And that's not all. They can also help you outrank your foes and, of course, obliterate the competition through their advanced SEO and e-commerce platform. Make sure to take advantage of that because they not only have advanced analytics that's going to help you see where you need to improve and also see what your competitors are doing, but it also helps that their prices are very, very good as well. So check out Gambix at gambixit.com. And if you need a website, an app, digital marketing, or even business consulting, they're there for you. What's going on, Panther Nation? Welcome to another exciting episode of The Proud Report. I am your host, the one, the only Panther Guru. So on this episode, we're going to start off like this. We're going to rank the opposing quarterbacks that the Panthers will face in the 2022-2023 season. So Carolina's defense is going to have to play some of the league's top signal callers this fall. And of course, the Panthers will be looking to See, you know, future Hall of Famers out there, defense, elite young guys, guys who are looking for a second chance, and some guys who are trying to prove their worth. So let's go ahead and talk about some of the quarterbacks that the Carolina Panthers will be going up against. Starting with number 14, Jacoby Brissett of the Cleveland Browns, of course, that is. So it's safe to assume that Deshaun Watson will not be the starting quarterback suiting up in week one if you've been keeping up with all the Deshaun Watson news. Baker Mayfield also doesn't want to play for Cleveland either. So that leaves the next man up in Jacoby Brissett, who definitely does have experience as a starter in this league and has did well in the past in his starts whenever he did get an opportunity. But of course, he can get the job done, but he's not the type of guy that's going to wow you by any means um, by doing any spectacular plays. But with the backfield of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, that is where you do kind of have to be scared of a guy like Jacoby Brissett because he doesn't really have to do much with those two in the backfield and a very formidable offensive line. Let's turn our lens to Geno Smith and the Seattle Seahawks. So, of course, we know that the battle right now in Seattle is Geno Smith versus Drew Locke, but it appears that Geno Smith definitely has a bit of a lead. Baker Mayfield, Baker Mayfield, excuse me, could end up in Seattle before the season starts. So if he's the the uh, person that actually ends up there, he of course will be the starter. But Geno Smith is the guy, and this is his first chance, uh, the first time he's going to get to be the guy for another time since 2015. Um, but he did look decent in his starts a year ago. But we'll see. Next up, Marcus Mariota, Atlanta Falcons. So he's coming in at the third spot. And of course, this is going to ascend right now. It's in, I'm going from lowest to highest. So Marcus Mariota is the next person up on this list. And Marcus Mariota, you know, is the new quarterback in Atlanta ever since 
Matt Ryan did depart. But, you know, I would say that, you know, Marcus Mariota is an interesting story. He kind of got pushed out of Tennessee. And now he's, you know, trying to help out a really bad Atlanta Falcons team. But, you know, they don't really have a true number one receiver. But, I mean, if you look at Kyle Pitts, it seems like that's kind of where they're leaning and who they will be leaning on. Next up, you got Mitch Trubisky of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Mitch Trubisky will be the QB1 until, you know, of course, rookie quarterback is ready and up to go and ready to take the helm. But Mitch Trubisky will be the QB1. He didn't really have much of a leash in Chicago. Um, but him coming to Pittsburgh was actually a chance for him to kind of right his wrongs and to actually get a real shot at being, you know, a guy that can command the huddle and really be able to move things forward. So I think that this is actually a really good opportunity for Mitch Trubisky to kind of assert himself. But will he be the QB1 for the next six to eight years? And I'm talking about another situation because obviously Cleveland did not draft Kenny Pickett for him not to be the guy. But hey, if Mitch Trubisky can perform, stranger things have happened in the NFL. Jared Goff comes up next on the list for the Detroit Lions. Jared Goff really hasn't had a ton of success in the NFL. But sometimes he does catch a lot of unnecessary flack. He's not really a bad quarterback. He's a serviceable guy. But um, he definitely would be an upgrade over our quarterback in Sam Darnold. But Jared Goff is another one of those players that's not really going to wow you and he's not going to do a lot of extending of plays and sort of things like that. So that's why he's kind of lower on my list. And the Detroit Lions just have never really been a good team altogether. So this is definitely a good W for the Panthers' defense to kind of feast on Jared Goff. Daniel Jones comes in next for the New York Giants. Daniel Jones is another person that catches a lot of flack. You know, he's um, on a Giants team that's been trying to struggle to kind of get their footing. Definitely not any of the Eli Manning Giants team that seem to pull off some magical moments. Um, but there is some tools for him to work with there. Uh, Daniel Jones with the New York Giants. And if Brian Dayball can really, you know, get him to take the next step and be the guy, who knows? But this is another one that the Panthers should have a relatively easy time with, and hopefully Jeremy Chen can get him some back-to-back -back picks in, in this game. Jameis Winston is next to the New Orleans Saints. Um, he actually did a very good job of protecting the ball in 2022. You know, turnovers have always been the issues that plagued him in the past, um, but he was unable to complete the season due to an ATL injury. But he's expected to be at 100%. But we'll see how, you know, he'll come back off a serious injury. Jimmy Garoppolo is next on his list. And that's saying until he's no longer with the San Francisco 49ers, who are an actual good team. But, you know, with Jimmy G as the starting quarterback and him fully being fully recovered before the start of training camp, if he is able to um, be fully recovered, then he'll be the starting quarterback at the 49ers. But I guess you could pencil his name in here and also have Trey Lance. Um... As the incumbent, of course, Trey Lance will be the starter. He's been the guy that's been taking all the snaps thus far as QB1. But we'll see how Trey Lance kind of fares as he's continuing to still adjust to the NFL game. So 
It would probably be better if they had Jimmy G as their starter. But if Jimmy G is not there, then I like the Panthers defense's odds against Trey Lance. Even though Trey Lance does have the body build of a playmaker, we'll see if the inexperience can actually catch up with him. Kyler Murray is number six on this list. It seems that Kyler Murray is not getting the type of recognition and credit that he deserves. And, you know, it's funny when people mention consistency. I'm sure a lot of people will chime in and point fingers at um, Kyler Murray and say, hey, Panther Guru, you're forgetting when Kyler Murray did X, Y, and Z things. It's way too early to have any type of consistency talks. Anybody that's talking about Kyler Murray and consistency is out of their mind and they're cherry picking and they're just, you know, they're really, really not making a good judgment. And I can honestly say that, yeah, this is me defending Kyler Murray for sure. It's way too early to tell. Let the man have another one or two seasons. Then we can start judging his consistency and everything like that. It's way too early. You analysts out there need to stop it. You're just trying to reach for talking points. You're grasping for straws. Kyler Murray does not have a consistency issue. Let's wait and see till it actually materializes. But as of right now, his, his I mean, the tape is just way too short for us to even really say that. And the guys had a lot of success coming in and dominating in the NFL early on, um, <clears throat> for, especially for somebody of his stature, etc. Um, but his dual threat ability does present a big challenge for anybody. And the guy is reminiscent of a Russell Wilson. So the Panthers are going to have their hands full when the Arizona Cardinals roll in. Matthew Stafford, of course, is next on this list. And it's kind of crazy to think that, man, Panthers, Panther Nation, I hate to remind you. Panthers fans, I hate to even bring this up again. But damn it, we should have had, we should have had Matt Stafford. And the crazy thing about it is, and I'll be, I'll be 100% transparent here. I didn't think it was a good thing for us. I was thinking to myself, like, man, if we get Matt Stafford, does it make us a Super Bowl winning team? No. Does it make us a playoff team? Yes. That was my mindset. Yeah, we can win some playoff games with Matt Stafford. He's a super, super duper upgrade over Sam Darnold. But... I was of the mindset, like a lot of other people in Panther Nation, and Mike Mike can definitely comment on this as well. i, I got to bring Mike back on the show to even talk about this. We thought that Sam Darnold was going to get a new lease on life by coming to the Carolina Panthers. He's in a better organization than the Jets, surrounded with way more talent, and should have been in a position to actually do better. But the offensive line was horrible in Carolina. Finally got some love and finally got shored up this offseason. So we're hoping for at least top 15 play at the offensive line. And that will do a world of wonders for any quarterback, having more time to actually get rid of the ball and go through your reads and progressions. However, Sam Darnold is definitely not the guy. Matt Stafford would have been clearly the best decision that the Panthers could have ever made. We would have been uh, sitting pretty right now knowing that we have a franchise quarterback for at least another seven to eight years. And definitely just been drafting other positions of need and definitely using our cap room, which is the second highest in the NFL right now, at $25 million, not to hope that Jimmy G gets cut or to hope that Baker Mayfield gets cut, but to actually be able to shore up any other specific positions that we could need help with. And it's kind of crazy to think that, yes, if the Panthers would have got Sam, I mean, would have gotten Matt Stafford instead of Sam Darnold, that, man, we would have had extra draft picks, and that we wouldn't have had to waste them on Sam Darnold. But even if it would have cost us draft picks to acquire Matt Stafford, that that would have been the best use of those draft picks to take him out of a horrible situation in which he was at in Detroit and then had a franchise guy that could have really made the Panthers Super Bowl contenders, especially when you look along you know, this roster that the Panthers have assembled and how well 
you know, this young, talented team has been developing. Next, we move on to Russell Wilson, the Denver Broncos. Yes, Russell Wilson is always going to be Russell Wilson no matter where he's at. I think that maybe there is a little bit of a less... And I'm going to take this very, very carefully. I think the Seattle offense was actually better than the, the Denver Broncos offense. And that could have been just purely on quarterback play. And this is just the eye test as well. So I'm not even going on specific stats. That's just based on the eye test. But Russell Wilson definitely has to make um, the Denver Broncos a way more formidable offense. But interestingly enough, the AFC West is so good that I just don't think that the Denver Broncos are the actual number one team in the AFC West. I actually do not believe that. I think you still got Kansas City and the, and um, also the Chargers. And then Denver is like probably the third best team. But we'll see. But definitely when Denver plays Carolina, Carolina is going to have their hands full of Russell Wilson. But I still think that the Panthers are definitely a better team overall than the Denver Broncos. Lamar Jackson, the Baltimore Ravens. Interestingly enough, you know, being that I am actually based in the DMV area, D.C., Maryland, Virginia, I didn't believe, and a lot of people around here have been saying that, you know, I didn't believe that Lamar Jackson was really on good terms with the Baltimore Ravens. Lamar Jackson can single-handedly win you a game. He's an MVP. Lamar Jackson actually scares defenses in the fact that the guy is as fast as a wide receiver, and can make plays. And honestly, I've said it before on the show, I was one of those people that was overly critical of Lamar Jackson. I just wasn't impressed with what I saw uh, at Louisville. I was like, okay, yeah. Hey, you guys are blowing this out of proportion. This guy's stats are gaudy. This guy's up. He can't do it in the NFL, though. This type of play is not going to work in the NFL. Lamar Jackson not only proved me wrong, but he shattered all of the arguments that I ever made. And actually showed me that he's an elite quarterback. MVP caliber quarterback. And definitely one that should and absolutely does strike fear in the hearts of many defenses. This Baltimore Ravens team in general is a very, very good team. And I see the Panthers having their uh, hands completely full dealing with the Baltimore Ravens. I think um, Phil Snow will definitely have to scheme up a lot of different things dealing with Lamar Jackson. But this one is going to be a very tough matchup for of course, Carolina Panthers. Joe Burrow. If you look at Joe Burrow, right, a lot of people were saying that the Panthers should have traded up for Joe Burrow. Hindsight's twenty twenty. We probably should have. But this whole talk about Cincinnati never getting back to the Super Bowl, it's just not really formidable. They had a horrible offensive line the year that they got to the Super Bowl. Their offensive line was not good. And they still got to the Super Bowl. Imagine the Carolina Panthers being able to do something like that. Have an offensive line that's ranked like 25th and still be still being able to get to the Super Bowl. Joe Burrow is a very good quarterback. And if he was here with Joe Brady, his LSU offensive coordinator, the same time when we first got Joe Brady and everybody was talking about, we're going to go get Joe Burrow too, that would have been excellent. Maybe we didn't get Terrace Marshall, but it would have been crazy to see Joe Burrow Terrace Marshall, Joe Brady, and just seeing DJ Moore and, and Christian McCaffrey and all the ways that this offense could have like literally struck fear into the hearts of everybody that was going up against it. 
Got a good quarterback, excellent receiving core. One of the best, if not the best, running back in the NFL. And then a guy that's just going to open up the playbook. Ben McAdoo's a way better offensive coordinator, though. I mean, it's not, it's not even a, no debate. And there's no shot against Joe Brady. Ben McAdoo just has a way longer tenure and has had the proven success. Number one, of course, is always going to be the GOAT, Tom Brady. I don't really like Tom Brady. Never been a Tom Brady fan. But undeniably, I can't say that he's not the best quarterback of all time because he is. I'm not biased in the sense that I can't say that. I'm biased for a lot of other reasons why I don't pretty particularly like Tom Brady. Um, but at the end of the day, that's just, that's just my opinion. He's not the best quarterback in the league anymore from a talent perspective. But, I mean, even at the age of 44, he's still getting it done. And we have to face the Buccaneers twice. So, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers team is always going to be on this whole last hurrah thing. Even without Rob Gronkowski, this team is very good still. They are still considered the number one team in the NFC South. Hopefully, the Panthers in the next year or two should be overtaking them. It seems like it's ours for the taking. Um, and the Panthers definitely have an opportunity to make a run at the NFC South title. But Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. Facing him twice is going to be very difficult. But hopefully, this is the Buccaneers' last hurrah before they go into a full rebuild. And then, of course, as we know, the NFC South, somebody has to take the reins of being the next top team. And it looks like the Panthers have the assembled roster to be able to do just that. So that's my quarterback rankings for all the quarterbacks that the Panthers will be facing in 2022. And I want to actually just keep this episode nice and short. So that's why I went on an extended level of detail in breaking down every single one. This was, I would say, kind of like a mini-sode and something that you can just quickly listen to at the gym, quickly listen to in your commute. It's not like one of my longer episodes, but definitely keep it locked here at The Prowl Report. Definitely make sure that you stay tuned on Twitter, always dropping um, up-to-the-minute news on Twitter, breaking news fast. Of course, you know, we got the mastermind in Carolina Dave, which has been one of the best Panthers insiders um, alongside David Newton, probably broke in the last year, broke more news actually quicker than David Newton. That's no shot, David Newton. Um, but Carolina Dave definitely has a lot of um, really good insights. And he and Mike seem to have the pulse of a lot of reporters and agents to be able to get this news out really, really fast. And that's where a lot of our breaking news comes from. So definitely keep it locked, you know, when it comes to the Twitter. Make sure that you're in- engaging with us on IG as well. And make sure that you are subscribed to the podcast so that you can get all the latest episodes as soon as they come out. Thank you, Panther Nation, and keep pounding. Make sure that you follow me also on Twitter at PantherGuru1. And make sure you follow, of course, the show at The Prowl Report. Have a good one.